God is with you. Let us pray. God of dispossession, you rebuke our refusal to give up our idols, separate and safe. Send us with Jesus on the way of the cross, that we might lose our love of death and take the risk of life. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Francis Allen in Iberia Hampton left Louisiana in the 1940s and moved north alongside six million other African Americans in the great migration from southern farms to northern cities between 1916 and 1970. Francis Allen and Iberia Hampton settled in Chicago's west side. They both found work at Argo Starch Company. With decent jobs, they soon had two boys, Bill and Fred. Fred was an exceptional boy. At 10 years old, he started hosting weekend breakfasts for other children from the neighborhood. He cooked the meals himself. In high school, he led walkouts, calling on officials to hire more black teachers and administrators. In 1966, when he was just 18 years old, Fred Hampton became an NAACP youth organizer. From a community of 27,000 people, he formed a youth group of 500 members. He worked to get recreational facilities established in the neighborhoods and to improve educational resources for Maywood's impoverished black community. In 1968, he joined the Black Panther Party after being attracted by the party platform. It's 10-point program and the combination of black self-determination, and a critique of class and economics. As Hampton rose to prominence in the Illinois Black Panther Party, he worked tirelessly for the black community. He expanded the breakfast program for children. He started free health care clinics. He was an incredible speaker. Though only 20 years old, he rallied crowds of thousands. While working for the liberation of black Americans, Hampton also broke down cultural barriers. He brokered a non-aggression pact among Chicago's most powerful street gangs. He started the Rainbow Coalition, a multiracial alliance between the Black Panther Party the poor white organization called the Young Patriots, and the primarily Puerto Rican group, the Young Lords. Hampton became the chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party. 
in a trip to California, Fred Hampton met with Black Panther Party leadership who determined that Hampton would take over national leadership. But as the new film Judas and the Black Messiah details, Fred Hampton's life was tragically cut short. The FBI plotted against him. They drugged him. They raided his home at 4 a.m. with 14 officers. They shot and killed him in his bed. He was just 21 years old. This death was not a surprise. In his exceptional speeches, Hampton regularly described the risks of his work. He predicted, I will die for the people because I live for the people. He told huge crowds of followers, if you are afraid to die, you're dead already. Or as Jesus put it, those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for the sake of the gospel will save it. Giving our lives in service of God and neighbor is absolutely central to discipleship, to the God love life. It is what Jesus did and how we are called to follow. What does that mean? How do we take up the cross? Let's start with what it does not mean. Taking up the cross is not a justification for suffering. It does not mean that if you're black in America, you must suffer because that is your cross to bear. It does not mean that if you're a victim of abuse, you must endure and remain in that relationship. It does not mean that we beat ourselves up or silence others in pain. It is just the opposite. Taking up our cross means pursuing freedom. It means listening to others. It means practicing vulnerability with our loved ones to admit our fears, our shortcomings, and our failures. But the cross is not just a symbol of sacrifice. It was an imperial weapon, a Roman device for public shame and suppression of insurgency. Taking up the cross means that we must recognize our role in empire, recognize our role in systemic racism, recognize our role in suppressing and quieting those around us. This is not charity as Australian indigenous activist Leela Watson reminds us. If you have come here to help me, you're wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. This week, I listened to the fantastic podcast discussion between President Obama and Bruce Springsteen. In that two-part podcast, they described the fallacy of the American dream and the melting pot. They also tell their stories as outsiders, people who are marginalized or misfits, and how that experience 
helps us see the pain of others. The American dream presupposes equality and suggests that suffering and flourishing are merely the product of work. The gospel, the grace of Jesus Christ and the truth of love eternal, is the antithesis of that false American dream. As homiletic professor Rolf Jacobson points out, the gospel is a countercultural reality. That reality is that grace is unearned and undeserved. We do not earn our lives. We do not earn God's love. Nothing we do or do not do changes God's grace. Or as Paul puts it in Romans 8, the little uh, quote that hangs in our little house bathroom wall. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things that come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Taking up your cross means setting down your agenda. It looks like talking to a friend who needs you, not talking while someone else is speaking, changing your plans to help your partner or your family get what they need. Whether you're Jesus, Peter, Fred Hampton, or just a friend, the way of the cross is to give up your fears for the sake of those you love. Amen. The mustard seed this week for the final Sunday in Black History Month, and as we transition into March. Our mustard seed is to check out the PBS series, Black Church. Shout out to John Lee for pointing this out. Enjoy this four-hour series on the history of the Black Church. And have a great week. trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Come forth and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for the prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. 
For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another. As we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray for all who are struggling to get the COVID vaccine, those who are in need. We pray for those who are struggling through the coronavirus pandemic, especially those fighting addiction. For all of these, we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And give us not Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.